The Magic Detective. Starring the world's greatest living magician, Blackstone. He tells you the inside story of The Birds of Doom. And right after the story, Blackstone will explain tricks that you yourself can perform. Reveal the guarded secrets of the world's greatest living magician. And now, stand by for Blackstone, the magic detective. Alan, have you seen our new bird? Why, no, Rhoda. Oh, a canary. Does it sing? Well, of course it does. Who'd want a canary that didn't sing? There. See how it jumps around? That's quite a bird, Rhoda. It's uh, not just an ordinary canary. Oh, isn't it? No, Alan. It'll answer questions for you. Oh, come on, Flash. <laughs> you don't expect me to believe that, do you? Well, it will. Ask Cherpo what time it is, Alan. Okay. What time is it, Cherpo? That's the hour. Three o'clock. And now... And that's the minute. Five past three. Come on, Alan, look at your watch. That's three, Rhoda. It is five past three. Well, of course. Cherpo's a smart bird. Uh, tell me, can she... Uh, it is a she. Mm-hmm. Can she always tell times like that? Yep. Gets sort of boring when it's 59 minutes past 12, though. Tell me, Blackstone, uh, where'd you get Cherpo? Oh, I bought her from the estate of an old inventor. Tell him the story, Blackstone. Well, Alan, one morning, quite early, the telephone rang... It was a friend of mine on the police. Blackstone speaking. Oh, yes, Captain O'Rourke. Yes? Did you say? A locked room, hmm? Yes, Rhoda and I will be right out. Yes, I understand. Yes, of course. Goodbye, Captain. Rhoda and I will be right out where? Somebody dead, a locked room... Well, that's what I like about working for you, Blackstone. It's always so calm. Old Mr. Baldwin is dead. Oh, he is, is he? Well, who's Mr. Baldwin? He was an inventor who lived at a boarding house a little ways out of town. He was found dead this morning by his friend, Mark Sanderson. Did you know him? No. Well, I don't want to seem unsympathetic, but what's all this got to do with us? Mr. Baldwin was murdered. What do you mean? The police verdict is death by suffocation. But no one could have gotten into the room to hold the pillow over the poor man's nose. The room had to be broken into this morning. Well, the room was locked, maybe with airtight, too. Maybe he just suffocated because of lack of air and it isn't murder at all. Mm, maybe. You don't sound convinced. I'm not. There's a canary in that room, very much alive. And you know as well as I do that the canary would have died before Valdon did if it had been suffocation through natural causes. Then the only answer is that someone managed to sneak into the room, hold a pillow over Valdon's head until he died, and then sneak out again. Leaving the doors and windows bolted from the inside. Oh, I can see why they called a magician in on this case. Get your hat, Rhoda. We're going out there. Gee, Blackstone, I'm sure glad you came out here. We got to find out what killed the poor old geezer. You're a friend of his? Just about the only one he had, poor old ghost. He was a smart old guy, Belden was, but he'd had bad breaks. Didn't have a dime. He was an inventor, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what he called himself. But the old gink hadn't invented nothing worthwhile for a good long spell. I just looked after him because he was such a kind old bird. Well, this is his room. Or was, I guess I could say. 
Oh, look at the canary. How that nobody's remembered to feed it all day. Here's some seed, miss. Malden always fed it caraway seeds, and I got in the habit of carrying some around the pocket. Here, you give him the turtle. Just knock on the bars of the cage, and he'll eat it. Oh, he was hungry. Look how he's gobbling his seed. You, uh, finding out anything, Mr. Blackstone? No, nothing yet. You know them coppers that he died from suffocation, but I don't think so. Well, what do you think happened to him, then? Well, he was an old geezer, like I said before. He didn't have nothing to live for. All his folks was dead. The way I figure, he just plain got tired of living and give up. Suicide? Oh, no, nothing like that. His old ticker just give up. I'm beginning to think you're right, Sanderson. No one could possibly have gotten in here. He probably turned over onto his face, burying his head in his pillow in his sleep, and then got two weeks turned back. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Dear, it's awful stuffy in here with the windows all shut up like this. But not stuffy enough, Rhoda. That canary is still alive, and birds of that type are much more susceptible than humans, where bad air or poison gas is concerned. Look at that bird jumping around. Hey, birdie, you want some seeds? Uh, give me some, Sanderson, will you? Thank you. Uh, you have to wrap on the bars of the cage back so the turtle won't eat. Oh, all right. Oh, there. There, that's right. Eat it all up. Well, that bird is starving. I gave it some seed just a few minutes ago, and it ate every bit, and now it's eating all the seed that you just gave him. I guess maybe the old geezer forgot to feed her last night. Oh, well, that's like it. Well, I guess we'd better be going. You come along with us, Sanderson. Me? Well, why? We're going to pay a little visit to the police. But before we do that, uh, tell me... Why did you murder Valden? Blackstone! Why did you murder Valden, Sanderson? You're crazy, I didn't do it. That bird's still alive, you thought he'd feed yourself. Not feed, Sanderson. Iron shavings. That is a mechanical canary. Oh, Blackstone, that's a real canary. No, a real canary would have been dead. Wait, you... Oh, watch out, he's got a gun. Can't get me alive, I've got the cover, Blackstone. Drop that gun, Sanderson. I've got the goods on you. And i got a gun on you. Stand where you are. Don't move, Blackstone. He's not fooling. All right, come out of the closet. Get him. He's dead. But Blackstone, tell me. Mechanical. Who me when I... It had to be a mechanical bird. No live bird could have lived in a room in which a man died by suffocation. And there was no other way he could have died. No one could have entered or left that room. But if no one could have entered or left, how did Sanderson get in to suffocate? He didn't. It was all arranged beforehand. Sanderson had left, left a lot of dry ice in an open suitcase under Valden's bed. The ice used up all the oxygen in the room during the night and left no trick. But why did Sanderson kill his friend for the bird? For a toy bird? That bird is no toy, Alan. I've seen other birds somewhat like it, but never anything as remarkable as Chirpo. You see, Chirpo was Alan's invention. And Chirpo is worth several thousand dollars. One more thing. Uh, Sanderson gave you bird seeds. Where did you get the shavings? They were in my pocket. I substituted them for the seed by sleight of hand. And so, another mystery was solved by magic. Right, Alan. And I see a new trick coming up. This time, with a pack of cigarettes. You're right. Only, this is something more than just a trick, Alan. Notice how I'm holding this pack? Why, you're holding it upright, and it's resting on the fingers of your left hand. 
Yes, and your hand is palm upward, so your fingers can hold the cigarette fast comfortably. Good. Now that everything is perfectly understood, watch what happens. Well, Martin. Holding the cigarette pack in my left hand, I place my right above it. With my right hand, I make hypnotic passage. And what's supposed to happen? Let's watch over and maybe we'll see. And in response to such hypnotic persuasion, a cigarette will magically rise, rise. Oh, look, a cigarette is rising from that pack. It certainly is, Rhoda. But I'll bet it isn't hypnotism that's bringing it up. Then what is bringing it up? Well, I don't know. And still the cigarette keeps rising from the pack. Slowly, steadily, majestically. It can't be magnetism. It can't be a string. It's magic, Rhoda. Just magic. Say, that cigarette has risen to almost its full length. And now at my silent command, it stops. With the fingers of my right hand, I take the cigarette and pass it for your inspection. And what about the pack? Can we examine that, too? Certainly, Rhoda. Here it is, with the rest of the cigarettes that it contains. Examine everything. Well, certainly nothing wrong with a cigarette. And the pack is perfectly ordinary. Say, what did make that cigarette rise? I told you, Rhoda. Magic. And if you can't figure out a better answer, I'll be back in a few minutes to tell you more. <laughs> should rise, shouldn't it, Rhoda? Only it doesn't. Why not? Because you can't make a cigarette rise from inside a pack like that. But you did last time. You only thought I did, Alan. The cigarette was never in the pack. Look, I'll place it where it really belongs. In back of the cigarette pack? Held upright by your left thumb. Correct. That's where the cigarette was at the start of the trick. Only you couldn't see it from in front. But how did you make it rise? By simply pushing it up with my thumb slowly, steadily, like this. It's coming up behind the pack. Exactly. Now I'll tell them, turn the front of the pack toward you and tell me what you see. But the cigarette appears to be rising right out of the pack itself. And we can't see your thumb because it's hidden behind the pack. That's the answer to the trick. It looks like magic when you watch it from the right place. Oh, I'll say it looks like magic. Give me that pack. I'm going to try it. Now, first I take a cigarette. I put it behind the pack. <laughs> I hope you like that trick, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, this is Blackstone saying good magic and goodbye. Next time, when the world's greatest living magician, Blackstone, tells us the story of The Phantom Detective and explains more tricks that you yourself can perform. Listen in again to Blackstone, the world's greatest living magician. (laughs) 